Hey guys, welcome to the Crushed Ice Combo Podcast with me, your host, Janelle Strasberg. Hi, Crushed Ice Convo. It's Janelle here, and today we have a very special guest. This is Samantha. Samantha actually owns the White Birch Barn with her husband, as well as has some other interesting stories for us today. So, Samantha, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know that with your busy schedule and life, kids, things like that, that it's it's difficult to kind of have a minute. Um, and dogs, as you guys can hear <laughs> yeah. in the background. Um, but just a little background. We actually met, I think it was about three years ago now? I think so, yeah. Um, you guys were just starting your um, wedding venue at the White Birch Barn, mm-hmm. and um, I was looking for a venue for my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so it was fun how... Um, we kind of got to meet and interact a little bit, and we just started chatting, and I was like, oh my gosh, this woman's great. Um, my favorite part was that when I first started like reaching out to try to get information, I was able to just like text you and like Facebook message you, yeah. and that was like my favorite, because I was like awkward on the phone. Yeah. It's funny, because I, on my business cards, it says text and then our number, mm-hmm. and a lot of people find that unprofessional, but I'm finding that more and more business people are starting to go that way, because... Most brides are in their 20s and 30s in our business as weddings. And so a lot of them want to text. And so it totally works out because text and Facebook Messenger is way easier for me. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, it's nice because then you can, like, send a quick text Mm -hmm. and then, like, move on to the next thing that you're doing versus a 20-minute phone call with the bride. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So um, with White Birch Barn, how did you guys get started? How did you guys come up with that idea? So, um... It's kind of a long story. <laughs> um, so my husband actually grew up on the farm. He's fourth generation on the farm. Okay. His great-grandfather came over in the Depression and bought the farm, and it was just open land and a tiny little barn. Uh-huh. And um, they bought it and built the farmhouse and added on to the barn. So the barn was originally built in 1892. Wow. And then um, his, so that was his great-grandpa, and then his grandfather grew up farming, and then his mom and now him. So it's been in the family for a very long time. Wow. Um, and aside from the small, tiny, original frame that was there when his great-grandfather bought it, his grandparents were the ones that actually built the original barn. So um, it's always been there, and it was a dairy farm before, and so there's just a lot of history. Then we dated in high school, got married um, during college, actually, right before I graduated, and then um, worked normal jobs. And for some reason, I always had this, like, I don't know, this... um, inkling this nudge that I wanted to be an event planner but never Mm -hmm. really was in the right field for that my degree's not in that my degree's in management and um I kind of just started doing events on the side planning people's birthday parties planning vacations planning then a wedding came up my cousin had me help her then we got married I planned my wedding and then it just was word of mouth and kept spreading from there Mm -hmm. and then I helped with some corporate events at my company and then long story short One of my best friends is a wedding planner, and we were down there one day for my uncle's wedding. They got married on the property, Mm -hmm. and we just happened to be, like, looking around, and we went into the barn, a barn that I had been in a good 
Jolin times, like so many times. <laughs> and we walked in there and just for some reason it struck me that day that it was just so beautiful. And this was kind of when barn weddings started to really pick up. Mm-hmm. And my husband was like, well, maybe we should do something with this because it was falling down. Mm-hmm. It was rotting away. And it was getting to a point where we were, we either had to tear it down or do something with it. And so it was right around the time that... And we'll get into this later. But right around the time that we um, started wanting to have a family and started thinking about adoption for our, our family. And at that time, I planned on always working. I never planned on not having a job, mm-hmm. um, even though I didn't want to. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Well, when I was on maternity leave, and again, we'll get into this. But when I was on maternity <laughs> leave, they let me go. Our entire department was eliminated. And uh-huh. so my husband was like, well, maybe that's God telling us that we should pursue this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't go back to work. He decided to totally renovate the barn, get all the scrap out of there. They had stopped dairy farming at that point. And it was honestly a blessing in disguise that I lost my job because mm-hmm. that was what kind of catapulted us into diving headfirst into this project. It took us about a year and a half um, to get it good enough to be able to start hosting events yeah. and we've been making improvements ever since and so that was in 2014 is when the idea kind of popped into our heads mm-hmm. and then it was 2015 when we really started diving in and tackling the project so um a lot of it is because my husband's always worked for himself and because he wanted to help support my dream of doing events for a mm-hmm. living so that's where it began I, I love that because I I totally get that piece of just being like, this isn't anything that I ever have had a background in, mm-hmm. but you just start going into events and then it's like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like mm-hmm. This is just my passion. This is so fun. Um, what's your favorite part of the event planning? So it's not actually planning the event mm-hmm. that is our favorite mm-hmm. for, and I speak for my husband and myself, our favorite and my favorite is that day mm-hmm. bringing all of it together yeah. because it's actually really stressful to plan all of the details, especially for weddings. Yeah. Um, and you always hear the term bridezilla. <laughs> it's funny because they're really, I wouldn't say that we've ever had a bridezilla. And I honestly wouldn't even say that very many of them exist. Most girls going into their wedding, you've thought about this since you were a little girl. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always had this vision in your head of what you want that day to look like. And so you've never done it before. And it's right. it's scary. There's like so many facets to a wedding and we are just the barn we're the barn the tables and the chairs we provide and it's just a blank canvas so we get to bring visions to life for these girls Mm -hmm. over and over and over every week and some of them are similar and some of them are very different and so that makes it really really fun because sure they have a lot of questions some of them are a little more high strung than others but um, at the end of the day they just want their fairy tale wedding and they want it to be what they see in their heads and so it can get a little stressful through the planning process Mm -hmm. but then when that day comes and it all comes together it's so fun to see them light up and get excited and have guests come all the people that they love and we've now um, held over 130 weddings at the property and this year alone we have 42 more to go (laughs) Um, we just started three four weeks ago we started So we have 42 more (laughs) to get to the end of the season. And so um, a lot has happened in three years. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. I. um, So when I had the event, the bridal shower there, 
a lot of the property wasn't done yet. Mm-mm. It was like no. just the barn and just the basically the main section of the barn. Mm-hmm. So you guys have done a ton on the property as well. Mm-hmm. You guys put out a, like a gazebo and some other things. What all have you guys done? So that whole back area... Um, and I don't know if you've stopped down there, but you I should check it out. Away, yeah, anybody. Amazing. We don't mind. People like to stop by and take a look all the time, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. We love that. Um, but that whole back area used to be the barnyard. That's where the cows were. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing but concrete because back in the day, you know, when they were farming, concrete was a lot easier to maintain mm-hmm. with the animals than just dirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... At any rate, we have added the gazebo, which is the ceremony site, mm-hmm. and then we've just added a ton more. We call it landscaping, but it's actually artificial turf. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it's all concrete under there. Oh, yeah. Well, it looks so nice. So, so my husband has done an amazing job mm-hmm. of, he had the vision for what he wanted that to look like. Yeah. I simply said, I don't want to see the concrete, and <laughs> he took care of it. <laughs> he covered it up. Yeah. But um, we have, we call it the courtyard. We put lawn games out. There's a fire pit back there. There's oh, wow. picnic tables. And then, um, obviously, the far side on the other side of the fence on the east side of the property is all the parking. Um, but just this year, he built a silo. Wow. There used to be a silo on the farm, and for whatever reason, his grandfather tore it down. I'm not sure why. Um, So we kind of recreated that, but just in a different spot. And the silo is actually going to become our tasting room for the winery that we hope to open. Wow. And then the upstairs is like a smaller area that can be used for rehearsal dinners or showers mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. I don't remember how big your shower was. Um, it was, I think there were about 40 or 50 there. So this will seat 50. Mm-hmm. Um, the barn is great for showers and we yeah. do showers and some birthday parties and other things, but it's very, very big. So right. when there's a smaller crowd, it can seem too big yeah. almost yeah. for the crowd. So the silo will have a smaller room for that and then the tasting room dogs I'm sorry (laughs) and then um the outdoor area that used to be the feeder for the cows Mm -hmm. that is now like an outdoor bar that we converted yeah and then the old milk house where the cows used to be milked we are renovating that right now and Mm -hmm. that's going to be our wine production area so 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 we started as a wedding business but then we decided to also plant a vineyard and we're going to be opening a winery hopefully next year too that is so. That's amazing. <laughs> a lot. And a, a lot of stress, I would assume, too. <laughs> yes. So we've added staff to help with that. Um, it is. It's a lot of stress. It's also really stressful to work alongside your spouse. Oh, yeah. My husband and I have known each other for almost 20 years. We've been together. Uh, well, we've been married for going on 11, but we've been together for 13. And so... We've known each other. We have a rock solid foundation, but mm-hmm. when you go to work with your spouse, it's a whole different <laughs> dynamic. And when the two of you own the business together <laughs> and have different ideas of how things should work, both financially, logistically, staff, managing yeah. your clients, him and I are really both strong willed mm. and very leadership type personalities. And we have very different opinions. And so um, I, I would be lying if I said that we haven't considered therapy. <laughs> because working with your spouse, is, it's a challenge. But we've, we've navigated that really well. And we actually are doing really, really well, um, both as business partners and as husband and wife. It's worked out really well. Um, but it is. It's a challenge. And it's stressful. And it requires a lot of his time because he is 
he'll tell you he's the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the one maintaining it all. Yeah. And he's the one that has built it and restored it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I handle the clients and planning the weddings. And I'm more the creative side. Yeah. He's the labor. Yeah. You know. Well, because it so. was probably mostly your vision when you guys started to really mm-hmm. build out, oh, this is where this should go. This yes. is how this should look. So him executing everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a little stressful for him. But it's awesome. Like I said, he's really supportive. And so, in fact, just last week I said, hey, babe, can you build me some benches instead of chairs for the ceremony? And, you know, he let out this big sigh. And then he goes, okay, yeah, I can make that happen. So, <laughs> and he totally will. Aww. Pretty much anything I envision he brings to life, which is really awesome. awesome. So we do make a good team, but it is stressful. It's yeah. stressful and um, there's a lot of facets to that, but... Yeah, how was it? Well. How was it taking on staff? So it started out with just you two, and mm-hmm. then it was kind of I'm assuming family and friends that were helping. So for a most while. of our staff is all family and friends. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's how it There's works. There's only one girl, and this is funny. <laughs> There's one girl, and I'll say her name because she deserves a shout out. Her name is Melissa, <laughs> and she's amazing. She was referred to me by a friend, the same friend that walked into that barn that first day. We looked at it and decided mm-hmm. to jump into this. That friend referred Melissa to us, and Melissa is my right hand. She does so much for us, and we're kind of grooming her to become a full-time event manager, Mm -hmm. uh, venue manager, I should say, and she's the only person that I didn't know going into this. The rest of our staff is all friends and family, and it's worked out really, really well. Um, Everybody's supportive. They believe in kind of where we want it to go, Mm -hmm. and they support what we want to do and they're ready to just work because it is hard work yeah it's very hard work to plan an event and then to execute it especially on a farm (laughs) it wasn't built to be an event venue we turned it into that so um there's a lot of weird nuances that go along with that there's switches in weird places for things (laughs) because it's not it's not a regular you know it wasn't meant to be a venue so it's just to turn on the lights in the bridal suite, for instance, you have to crawl back behind a stairway oh and the gosh. electric. It's just because the barn wasn't built for that. It's yeah. just old, weird, quirky things, but mm-hmm. it's also character, in my opinion. I yeah. think it's cool. Um, so it's just fun to have our staff that is they all love it just as much as we do. So yeah. it's going really, really, really well. Yeah, well, I can really a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> just with I mean, sometimes you're working. 12-hour, 16-hour days, depending on what that wedding looks like and the time and effort that goes into it. So that's amazing. Shout out to Melissa. Yeah, she's... (laughs) So Melissa works a full-time job and works for us. And so she's like a rock star. That's awesome. She does a really, really good job. And I am grateful because it allows us to be home more as a family rather than devoting a hundred percent. I would say we probably are down there 80% of the time, Yeah, <laughs> but um, we can be a family with, and be a mom and dad still without oh, feeling awesome. like we're always there. Well, speaking of mom and dad, um, and you mentioned this a little bit before as well, you guys adopted mm-hmm. your son. So first off, <laughs> I feel like that has to be the craziest, most stressful and emotional process. So it is. <laughs> can, can you kind of walk us through how you got to that place deciding that you were even going to adopt? So another long story. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for it. <laughs> um, but I, my husband and I got married and thought that we would start having kids within like a couple years, you mm-hmm. know, um, and that was the plan. But 
I didn't know that I had infertility issues. So mm-hmm. when we decided to start trying, we started trying, nothing happened for a couple years. And then um, I realized that I had some health issues along that along that path. Mm-hmm. And so started seeing a specialist and ultimately was told after about four years of trying that it probably would never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure, wow. which basically means you're going through menopause early. Wow. Um, and I still get some of those side effects even today, hot flashes, random weight fluctuation, just like a woman in menopause experiences. Wow. Um, and they said, you know, you probably have about a 7% chance. And we went through hormone replacement therapy. We went through, um, oh gosh, I don't remember the name of the, the medication, but they had me on something to try to force ovulation. Mm. So we did finally get to a point where we were like, we can do in vitro or get an egg donor. Um, we were looking at going down that road, but the flip side of that is obviously to build your family with adoption. Mm-hmm. And adoption has always been near and dear to me because I have family members that are adopted and my great grandparents were foster parents. And so half of my aunts and uncles are all adopted into the family. Wow. And so before I even knew that I had infertility issues, I my husband and I planned on adopting at least once regardless. Mm -hmm. So when we found out that I couldn't get pregnant, we thought, okay, well, we don't really want to use an egg donor. And this sounds silly. This is not to bash anybody that goes down that road. Mm -hmm. God builds families in all different ways. But we did not want a child that was half his but not half mine. Mm -hmm. So we... That's just our personal feeling towards it. And so we thought, well, we were going to adopt anyway. Why don't we just build our family through adoption and just forego in vitro and egg donors and all of that? And then I could stop the hormone shots and I could stop all the other stuff. Yes. And so I came off all the medication. um, And at that point, we had kind of been going down that road for almost seven years. Wow. And um, we decided to start looking at adoption agencies. And we chose one right here, local in town, here mm-hmm. in Medina. And that process is a long process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very expensive to adopt. Yeah. And there's a whole legal side to that. We wanted to do infant adoption. There's lots of different programs. And we chose infant adoption, which is, of course, one of the more expensive <laughs> ways to <Right>. go. <laughs> but um, that's okay. We wanted a baby. We wanted to at least get that experience with a newborn at least once. Yeah. So we chose a newborn plan and we applied and then we had a lot of deaths in our family. Mm. So in one year's time, my husband's grandfather passed away, my grandfather passed away, and my cousin passed away, all wow. very close to each other. And so our paperwork process kept getting stalled for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. It normally takes about four months to get through the home study to get approved to then be waiting to get matched. Mm. So it actually took us almost a whole year to get approved because of all the personal things we were going through. Mm-hmm. And by the time we finally got approved, we were matched in two months And then Mason was born two months later. Wow. (laughs) And we brought him home. So we actually had an amazing adoption experience. It does Mm -hmm. not normally happen that way. Adoption usually takes anywhere from 12 to 24 months, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. If it's international, it's even longer. Right. And we decided that we wanted to adopt right here in Ohio. So that 
not only is a little more financially affordable, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to travel. You know, it's just a little easier when you go to finalizing court and stuff like that. Um, So we chose local and Mason was born in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it just, we've been kind of unfolding our adoption story recently and I forget all of the pain and all of the emotional struggle we went through because Mason is just so much fun and so awesome and it, we can't remember what mm-hmm. it was like it was without him. Yeah. So we went through seven years of infertility and that was stressful, emotional, just hard, yeah, sad. And honestly, at some points we were getting frustrated because all of our friends were getting pregnant. Yeah. All of our family members were getting pregnant. And... Some people knew our struggle, a lot of people didn't. And so we would have this internal battle, especially me, of being jealous, of being angry, of being mad. Mm -hmm. But then when we finally decided to pursue adoption and we brought Mason home, all of that kind of just went away. And even today, now Mason just turned four and we've completely forgotten about all that. (laughs) You know, you just don't even remember it once you bring him home. So, um, we were really fortunate. Our agency did an awesome job. They matched us with a, a girl, and we did like a semi-open adoption. So okay. we had contact with the birth mom. I actually got to take her to some of her doctor's visits and stuff, wow. which was really cool. That is neat. Um, and we found out that her birthday was actually our wedding anniversary. Oh, my god! So there were just like these really cool little things. So Mason's birth mom's name is Lisa. And my mom's name is Lisa. Wow. Yeah. And then her birthday is our anniversary. And so just cool things that matched up and made us feel like this was what God wanted. This mm-hmm. was the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And so, yeah, then Mason was born wow. in 2015. And we brought him home. And, yeah, it's just been – being parents has been really, really fun. And getting to tell other people about – our path has been really cool because since bringing him home, we've met a lot of other people that have also gone through adoption and decided to pursue that. So we've been able to be encouraging to other people that are kind of on that same road. Yeah. So it's been really cool. That, that's an awesome story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what would you say was probably within that adoption? Um, uh, besides obviously all the, you know, the losses that you guys faced that year, Mm -hmm. which so sorry to hear about all of those. Um, But what was your biggest challenge just in that process? The biggest challenge for the type of adoption that we did was Mm -hmm. honestly preparing ourselves financially. Mm -hmm. It's a very big investment. And I'll be totally transparent. The cost for us in in a newborn program in the state of Ohio, it was about $26,000 total. Now, there are certain programs and grants, and you can get aid and stuff like that. We didn't qualify for anything, Mm. Um, so we had to pay everything out of pocket, and it's, you know, that's a lot of money. And so preparing ourselves financially for the adoption alone, not even for how expensive it is to be a parent, but just to be able to bring them home, that was that was really hard. Well, I'm um, sure after all the fertility treatments and things that you did as well, that's yeah. draining financially it too. Is. So it is. And um, the hardest part for me was the fear, and part of this was a little irrational, but I was mm. afraid that because he was adopted that 
we would bring him home and that he would get taken from us. Mm. I, I didn't understand going into it. There are laws in place and there are things in place. But when you adopt a newborn, at least, because mm-hmm. this is the only experience I have. Yeah. <laughs> but when you adopt a newborn, you bring him home and then there's a six-month window where the social worker continues to come to your house to make sure everything's okay mm-hmm. before you can actually finalize it in court. Oh, wow. So... If for some reason they deem that you are not good enough parents, mm-hmm. the state can actually take the child back. Wow. So it's very unlikely that that would happen. Mm-hmm. Very unlikely. Well, because you go through home studies before. Right. But I just had this fear that for mm-hmm. some reason he was going to be taken from yeah. me. So that was hard for me um, mm-hmm. to get over. and um, But that was just an emotional thing on my end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then the other hurdle, too, was going through the match process with the birth mom because in newborn adoption, the birth mom actually chooses you. Wow. So if you adopt out of the state waiting program, the adoptive parents select from children available. But in newborn adoption, it's the other way around. So the birth mom, you know, we're waiting, waiting, waiting for a birth mom to pick us. And fortunately for us, it only took two months. Um, And then he was born two months later. but honestly, the waiting and then the fear, aside from yeah. finances, the waiting and the fear were the hardest thing for me. So when they choose you, do they have the ability to then say never mind to you and like if, since the baby's not born yet? or They can change their mind up to 72 hours after the baby's born. Wow, that's so scary. It is scary. Um, so even if you get matched, there is still a chance it could fall through until you actually bring that baby home. Um, and then once you bring the baby home, you have six months until you can finalize. So there's a lot of waiting Mm -hmm. and a lot of unknowns in that. Mm -hmm. It would take a lot for that to happen. But, and so going through an agency is a good idea. We went through a private agency and that really helps to lessen the possibility of that happening. Okay. Um, but it still is a possibility. So I was really nervous for several months that he was going to get taken from us. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But he didn't and he's still here. So... (laughs) Yeah. So bringing him home for the first time, that had to be probably the strangest thing because you now have have a baby that you've yeah thought about. <laughs> so he was born a little early, um, and he spent about nine days in the NICU, the mm-hmm. NICU, and bringing him home he was tiny he only weighed five pounds he was so oh my gosh so I was nervous and my husband was super nervous because at the hospital they had him on all these monitors and you Mm -hmm. could track his breathing track his oxygen track all these things and my husband wanted to bring the machine home to make sure it was okay (laughs) but um which was so cute but we were driving home from Cleveland that day and we had we went from the hospital straight to the courthouse mm. to sign the papers and to see birth mom because she had to sign her rights off. Wow. So that day was probably the most emotional day I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, my gosh. And, in fact, my husband and I were just telling our um, uh, our social worker today mm-hmm. that we never got to properly say goodbye to her. And mm. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> we feel really bad about that. Aww. Because she gave us the greatest gift ever. Yeah. And we never got to say goodbye to her. We went from the hospital to the court. She walked in and did her part. And then came out. And we thought that she would be waiting for us. Mm-hmm. We walked in to do our part. And when we came out, she was gone. And so we just Aww. never got to properly say goodbye. And so 
I send letters and stuff periodically, but we, it's, um, she doesn't know our whereabouts or anything like that. It's, um, there's a lot of privacy there for safety reasons. And so I'm sure if I wanted to find her, I could, we're not ready for that yet. (laughs) Maybe someday. But, um, that is one thing that I wish we could have done. That day was really, really tough for that reason. Um, but then to drive home with Mason, we came <laughs> home and our family was here waiting for us and everybody was so wow. excited because it was such a long road yeah, <laughs> to yeah. get him here. And the dogs didn't know what to think and, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we didn't sleep for days, not because he was a bad baby, but just because since he was in the NICU, we were nervous oh, that, no. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of stayed awake in shifts to make sure he was okay, but it was it was really cool it was a lot of fun to bring him home and just transition into being parents you know it's a it's a big transition (laughs) well when it's so sudden you know you're you're waiting you're wondering and then it all happens Mm -hmm. pretty quickly most people have nine months you guys waited for so long but then you only had what two so it would have been four yeah that's true (laughs) I never thought of it that way yeah yeah, that's true. Once we were approved and knew it was coming, it was only four months. You're yeah, right. So that's, that's crazy. crazy. But that's that's really awesome. Um, now he's how old? He just turned four. He's four. He just so, turned four. Um, which is amazing. He's growing up now <laughs> yeah. so quickly. Um, and what's next for you guys? So um, we actually are in the process of adopting again. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I said a, a few minutes ago that our social worker was here. We're just about done with our approval process for this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time we are opening it up. We are open to either a newborn or children out of the state waiting program. And we oh. even opened it up to say that we would take siblings. So we are leaving it in God's hands to see which child gets brought <laughs> into amazing. our home. Yeah. Um, but Mason is excited for a brother or well, <laughs> he keeps saying brother. We are open to boy, girl, doesn't matter, yeah. but he really wants a baby brother. <laughs> so, um, in fact, the last time our social worker came for a visit, um, he said, does she have my baby brother? <laughs> I said, not yet, honey. We have to do a few more visits and then it'll be time, you know. So, he's Mason's excited to have a sibling and Aww. we're excited to add to our family. So, How are your emotions this time around? I have a different piece this time because mm-hmm. we already have a child. Yeah. Um, so... I'm not stressed about it. I'm not nervous about it. Um, I don't know. Eric and I, my husband Eric and I are just, we're excited to grow our family this way. And we're excited for where our business is going. And there's a lot of things happening in our life, but it's all good stuff. And I don't know, last time, you know, adopting, we didn't know the process. There were a lot of unknowns. Um, Financially, we weren't, We were prepared, but we weren't, you know. They always tell new parents, you'll never be ready, and it's totally true. (laughs) You know, we had waited for years, and when the time came, we figured it out, but you're never truly ready until it hits you. Mm -hmm. And so this time around, we've been down that path. We've gone through it, and we've been married for almost 11 years, and I feel like we're at a point now where I'm sure there's a lot that we haven't faced, but I feel like... I also feel like there's nothing we haven't faced, you know, so <laughs> yeah. um, we just have a different piece about the situation and we have a lot more faith that God will just make it happen in his timing and yeah. um, that was a hard lesson for me going through all of, from infertility, adoption, losing my job and then starting our own business. Yeah. Um, 
Sometimes you have I to wait. I finally <laughs> have realized that things don't happen according to my time clock or my calendar. Yeah. God's going to decide what time those things are going <laughs> right. to happen. And so we just have a different piece about it oh, this time amazing. around. Yeah. So. Oh, from what I have seen of you guys and what I do know and just what I follow, um, you guys seem like an awesome couple Thank and you. like really great parents and that you guys really love your son. So I'm excited Thank for you guys you. to, you know, adopt again and who knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, even with the business, um, I will post links on social media so that, you know, everyone can go and take a peek mm-hmm. at it. And, um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm sure there's someone out there that needs to hear this. And so I appreciate you taking the time to chat. thank you. And uh, the dogs, I'm glad they were on too. (laughs) So sorry about that. They're they're jealous. (laughs) No, thanks again. And uh, thanks everyone for listening. Go check out um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, for information on White Birch Brown. Samantha, thank you so much. Thank you. Mm